And for us as, as Christians, we're called to that life of servanthood. We're called to demonstrate the same life that Jesus had demonstrated. God bless you all and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Scripture. I'm your host, Justin Torres. I was sitting around today just thinking for a moment about some of the important things that the Bible mentions and talks about that usually get overlooked. And as I'm sitting down thinking about this, one of the things that kept coming to my mind was the big emphasis that we see a lot on, you know, the gifts of the Spirit the working of the Holy Spirit, like the miracles, signs, and wonders. And all those things are great and important, and the church needs it. But there's one thing that is constantly overlooked, and that is character development. I was having a good conversation with a brother of mine who's also a pastor, and that's something that we talk about often is the lack of character development that we see in the body of Christ. And this is not just a blanket statement that, you know, everybody's character is terrible or that the pastors are not teaching this enough. Um, what this is more of is an exhortation for us as Christians, whoever's listening, for all of us to take a moment and to reflect on our character and to ask ourselves, are we demonstrating the life of Jesus, the character of Jesus through our actions and through our lifestyles? Because it's not even just about our actions, the things that we do and don't do, but it's about how we behave, how we manage our time, how we manage our um, our lifestyles and our families. You know, one of the things is that's important is a husband needs to play the role of the husband. A wife needs to play the role of the wife. Their children need to be submitted. And that's all godly order. But in order for us to minister in the house of God, we need to demonstrate that godly order. But to get to that godly order, we have to actually build godly character. And how do we do that? It's all about knowing the one who develops that character. You get to know Jesus by studying the word and by seeking after him diligently. It's not a matter of just being in church, even though that's part of it. You need church, you need to be connected with the body of Christ, and you need others that are gonna hold you accountable that are going to lift you up and help you walk this journey. But you need to be spending the rest of that 80% of the time in your prayer closet, in the secret place, looking for God, spending time with him, studying his word, and, and building up and cultivating that relationship with him, just like you would anybody else. If you ever, well, if you dated somebody before, then you know what that's like, that you would spend time with that person but then after you're you're away from that person physically you're reaching out to them you're building a, a relationship with them you know whether it's through phone calls text messages whatever it is that, that that you do these days but you're looking to build that relationship we have to be the same way with god in order to be able to develop a relationship with him so that way he can start to develop our character and that character development really gets sharpened when you're studying the Bible, when you're seeing what the Bible has to say about character development. It all stems from the fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to take a look at some verses. This is going to be a little bit more on the spot, but 
I got a list of scriptures here that I'm going through that I, I decided to pull up on openbible.info, which is a great website for anybody who's looking to do Bible studies. And I just type in character development. I'm just going to grab random scriptures and let's just see what it has to say. So the first one that caught my attention is Colossians 3, 12 to 14. And this is what it says. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved and compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So what we need to have to build a good character, a godly character, is that we need to have love and we need to have forgiveness. Two essential components. And these are things that Jesus commanded us to have. He said that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our strength, all our mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. In order to love your neighbor as yourself, you need to be able to forgive the same way that Jesus was able to forgive us. And if we don't forgive, God won't forgive us. And that'll always be a hindrance. One of the issues is that a lot of people don't understand how deep forgiveness really is. Because you can forgive somebody, but if you're harboring bitterness towards them, you're not really forgiving them. If the mention of their name causes your skin to just cringe, you probably haven't forgiven that person all the way. You need to have love. And when we just look at this verse, notice the first word says, put on. That's an action. That's a verb. When you go to get dressed in the morning, you put on the clothes. You're not being dressed. Somebody's not doing it for you. You're taking responsibility and putting on what you're going to wear that day. So as God's chosen ones, this is what it says. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. So you are God's chosen ones. You are holy and beloved by God. And so since you are called by him, this is the requirement. We are to put on compassionate hearts. We are to put on kindness. We are to put on humility, meekness, and patience. And we are to bear with one another. And if you have a complaint against another, you need to be able to forgive, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. And above all of these things, this is what it says, and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Walking in love, that is the first and most essential step to character development, building a godly character is learning to walk in love and having forgiveness. Once you have those two things in place, you need to put everything else on the compassion and heart, the kindness, the humility, meekness, and patience. And there's a reason why humility is mentioned. The Bible says that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. If you're not teachable, then you can't be sharpened. If you're not teachable, you're a biblical fool and you'll cause yourself to stumble and you'll also cause others to stumble. The Bible tells us to go, well, teaches us to go beyond that. It teaches us to be teachable, to have meekness, to have humility and to not think of ourselves 
greater than we ought to think. We're to be humble and submissive and learn from God's word. So again, when we look at that verse, it says, put on all of these things because we are God's chosen ones. We are the ones that bear the name of Christ in our daily life and actions. So it's our responsibility to put on all these things. Romans 8, 7, it says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. So as we learn to walk in love, we also need to learn to walk in the Spirit. When you're walking in the Spirit, you're allowing the Spirit to be able to draw you into that place that He can start to work on you and start to shape that character. Acts 3.19 says, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. That's another component. When you learn to walk in humility, you learn to walk in constant repentance because you desire righteousness. You desire a closer walk with God and when you do, the Holy Spirit is going to draw you into a place of repentance. So these are all important things. Why is this important? Because no matter what role you play in the church, as a friend, as a brother, as a sister, husband, father, mother, son or daughter, fill in the blank, any role that you play, the best that you're going to do or the way you can play that role best is by allowing God to shape your character to be like Jesus. And you do that by studying the Word of God because you won't know what a godly character looks like if you're not studying the Word. Let's look at some other verses. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's important that we learn to walk in repentance and walk in that forgiveness. God will not forgive us unless we forgive others. So for us, it's important that we learn to see people through the eyes of Christ. The Bible says, have this mind in you that was in Christ Jesus. And it teaches us how we're, all to, how we're supposed to think. Just think of how Jesus would think. He went on that cross and he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. In the midst of being pierced, in the midst of being crucified, he's crying out to God for mercy on their lives. So if he can go through that at the moment, and be forgiving, and cry for mercy, how much more should we? And the Bible teaches us about this. I'm going to go to another verse. This is something that Paul said in his 1 Corinthians 15.33. It says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. And this is something I wanted to point out is that it's very important that as we're trying to learn to build a godly character, we have to analyze the circle that we're surrounding ourselves with. If you have people in your circle that act as weeds, then it's going to end up poisoning you. And you have to at times be radical about the circle that you're with because don't be fooled. Bad company corrupts good character. You will not be able to develop a good character if you're surrounded by bad character, bad company. 
Just think of when you put a basket of fruits together. If one of those fruits get mold, it spoils whatever's around it. And you won't be fit for any good work. So you need to analyze the circle that you're surrounded by. If they're pulling you away from God, if they're sowing ungodliness into you, into your character, they're not going to be beneficial for you. And you may want to recheck that and see who you're surrounding yourself with. And as we keep going, let's look at some other verses. It says on Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says, Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. And that was Paul talking. If you know the life of Paul, you knew that he went above and beyond to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to demonstrate a godly character, and to teach others to walk and obey Jesus. And that's what we're to imitate. We're to imitate Christ. We're to imitate even the leaders that have demonstrated a Christ-like character. So in my personal walk, my pastor, Pastor Robert, if you're listening, I love you. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. This man of God, he demonstrated a very strong Christ-like character for me since I, I met him as a, as a teenager and walked with me throughout life. I'm, I'm in my 30s now, and now that I'm pastoring, he discipled me all throughout that time and demonstrated the character of Christ and the form of leadership. And so now that I'm in this pastoral position, I'm challenged to imitate that as he imitated Christ. And that's what we need to do is understand that we were created for the workmanship of the Lord that he had prepared and that he prepared for us to walk in it. But we're also called to imitate Christ Jesus through all those works. And just when you start to think of everything, when you start to think about developing a godly character, a lot of it boils down to the people that you're surrounded by. It plays a big role. The friends that you have, are, are these people that are bringing you closer to Jesus? Or are these people that are sowing discord into your life? Are they gossipers? Are they murmurers? Do they have jealousy? Do they have envy? The Bible says that where jealousy is, that there's every form of evil there. So we just have to really be careful and, and be very analytical with our circle and what we allow into our lives. This also applies for the things that you watch, the things that you listen to. Are these things that are edifying, not only edifying, but do they allow you to grow spiritually? Let's see what else is out here. Matthew 5, says, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Not everybody's favorite verse. But yet Jesus said it. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This is all part of imitating the character of Jesus. Loving our enemies. Praying for those that come against us. Jesus wants us to do these things. He wants us to glorify him by imitating him. So 
We have some examples on what a godly character looks like. If you need more, you look at Jesus and just look at everything that he's done. How he lived life for the Father. He didn't live life for himself. The Bible tells us that, you know, Joseph was a carpenter, so more than likely Jesus was a carpenter. And he could have probably made a living and just focused on building a family, building a business, and who knows what else. And if you even think about it, the devil himself offered up all the nations, all the kingdoms of the earth, if he will worship him. And you'll notice that the Bible never said that it wasn't his to give. The Bible calls saying the God of this world. So those nations were under his control. He could have gave it if he really wanted to. And Jesus didn't take it. Jesus focused on God the Father and said, this is who I'm going to worship. And that's it. He could have built a life according to how he wanted. But yeah, Jesus always demonstrated a selfless life. He said that for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. And he did just that. So the character of Christ that we see is that of a servant, but we also see a king in him, the king of kings in him, the Lord of lords in him. But this king of kings demonstrated a lifestyle of servanthood. And for us as, as Christians, we're called to that life of servanthood. We're called to demonstrate the same life that Jesus had demonstrated. And that will draw people to him is when they see Christ in you. If they don't see Christ in you, then they see religion. And religion doesn't save nobody. Religion gets people killed. Because if you look at what happened with the, the adulterous woman, who dragged the adulterous woman to Jesus to be stoned? It was the Pharisees. So religion gets people killed. Jesus brings life and he brings life more abundantly. He brought her forgiveness. Those charges against her were dropped when she stood by Jesus. Are you that kind of person? Is that the character that you show? Are you showing mercy? Are you showing compassion? Are you showing forgiveness? Are you looking out for the least of these? That's what God wants from us. And when you start to look at developing that character, a lot of it, like I said, has to do with the people that you're around that are sowing into you. But a lot of it has to do with the time that you spend with the Lord in your quiet place. Are you seeking after God? Are you reading your Bible? Are you studying your Bible? Are you praying? Are you worshiping? And if not, this is, this is the call to start doing that because come 2024, God wants us to take things to a whole other level. So he wants to equip the people that he has called for his harvest. And that's you. Start preparing yourself now to be ready and to be fit for the work that God has called you to. Amen. So get into your word today. Start seeking after God. Allow him to start to shape you, to mold you, and to build that Christ-like character in you. And we'll have a part two to this. We can start to get more into the specifics of roles that we play as believers. But I pray that you're blessed by this. Leave a review, comment, and share this with somebody so that they could be edified and encouraged as well. And we'll see you on the next episode. God bless you.